Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hello, Cosmos Country, and welcome back to another edition of First Team Podcast. I'm your host, John Frashante. I have some housekeeping news uh, that I will touch on very shortly now and a little bit later on this week's episode. I am recording on a brand new uh, microphone. Hopefully you guys are hearing the difference and liking the difference in audio quality. Uh, And this will help improve uh, First Team Podcast going forward. We will have a brand new website coming out uh, very soon, early this week. Most likely when you are listening to this on Tuesday, September 22nd, we will have a brand new website at firstteampod.com. That is firstteampod.com. We will have an increased uh, content level uh, week to week, uh, most likely going into the off season, which is after next week, uh, we will have uh, a lot more content. We will have two episodes a week. And I am here to tell you that uh, we will have two episodes a week starting this week. The first episode every single week will be on Tuesday. will be out Tuesday mornings, hopefully. And then the second episode will be out either Thursday or Friday. That's the goal, most likely Thursday. And uh, we are working on a structure for that second show going forward after... Uh, the fall tournament in the National Independent Soccer Association because the second episode for the next two weeks, which is this week and next week, will be with a uh, special guest. And then going forward, we will have a special co-host that will be announced at a later date. So please stay tuned for that. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it would be really exciting, and I think it would be able for me to share my opinion to talk about more news during the week because there is a lot going on throughout u.s soccer in cosmos country and also in uh the national independent soccer association and i'm happy that we will have two episodes a week like i said on the second episode this week which will be out on thursday i will be joined by the owners of new jersey teamsters fc Uh, Because on Friday, they are going to go public with a funding campaign. They want anyone, any soccer fan throughout the United States and most likely the world to invest or to become an investor in the New Jersey Teamsters. They are a team that will kick off in the National Independent Soccer Association in the spring, I believe, of 2021. In NISA, of course, they will be... Another rival, another uh, over-the-bridge rival uh, for our boys in green. And that will be the closest uh, away trip for me, hence why I live in New Jersey, right? That will be uh, the closest away trip. So I will probably, or I definitely will, make it out to Bayonne a couple of times to take in some National Independent Soccer Association matches, uh, especially when the Cosmos make the trip to Bayonne to take on the New Jersey Teamsters, but I am forever green. I am a New York Cosmos supporter until the day I die. So going into this week's episode, and that's the end of our um, 
housekeeping news, and I hope you are happy with that news because that means more content, more interviews, more conversations on the current state of the game in this country. But on this week's episode, I am joined by New York Cosmos Club historian Dr. David Kilpatrick to preview the New York Cosmos three matches in the NISA Fall Tournament. Those matches include... The first one is Tuesday, September 22nd at Keyworth Stadium. So keep in mind, all of these matches are going to be played at Keyworth Stadium. They are the host venue, the host uh, state, the host city for this tournament. Every single match, not just the New York Cosmos, but every single NISA Fall Tournament match will take place at Keyworth Stadium in Michigan. So the first match... For the boys in green is Tuesday, September 22nd at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. The second match is on Friday, this Friday, September 25th, 5 p.m. Eastern Time against Chattanooga FC. And the final match is Monday, September 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time against LA Force. So two matches against teams that the Cosmos have not played against in the regular season. Two West Coast clubs that the Cosmos didn't travel to play, I guess because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Cosmos, from what I've been told, they have only uh, traveled during the regular season on bus trips, right? They have only gone on a bus to travel to their away matches. They're traveling... uh, that's why the Cosmos kept their travel, their traveling to a, a minimum and to a smaller distance rather rather than them uh, flying and taking, I guess, uh, flights that they shouldn't take during the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Even though they have contact tracing and the Cosmos have these uh, medical partners, they want to side with safety, the safety of their players and their coaches and for everyone involved in the New York Cosmos organization. And that's why they elected to play behind closed doors and also they travel via bus during the regular season. But I believe they did hop on a plane to go to Detroit uh, because it is one trip. They're going to stay over a week there and... um, or hopefully they will, right? Hopefully the Cosmos will stay over a week there. If not, their last game will be on September 28th. So I'm looking forward to this tournament. I hope the Cosmos get out on a good start against California United Strikers Tuesday. As you're listening to this episode, it is tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. All the matches throughout the NISA Fall Tournament can be seen and will be broadcasted live on B in Sports Extra. In select markets, this channel is on uh, TV, is on, I guess, your cable, uh, where I live, and I guess in the Northeast, it is not on any cable package, from what I understand. Uh, it is just on uh, Pluto TV or on other uh, free streaming services. So it's a completely free channel. Uh, thanks to Bean Sports, it's called Bean Sports Extra, and that's where you can catch every single NISA Fall Tournament match. I did see the first one uh, on Bean Sports, the first ever match in the tournament, 
And that was Michigan Stars against Detroit City FC. Michigan Stars, they did win 2-0. And I thought the broadcast level and the production level, and this, and this is what I was uh, wondering about. Was this just going to be the normal NISA or the normal NISA member club uh, stream on Mike Cugio and uh, they're going to have Bean Sports pick up the feed? Nope, it is not that, thankfully. It is um, being sports or maybe Nisa making the right investments in having better camera angles and having better cameras and just making the whole product look a lot better and look like professional soccer. And I think that's the problem with my Cugio is that to a certain level, it's so easy to make it look amateur, right? I'm not saying that the Cosmos broadcast, because I think the Cosmos broadcast, it did look professional, right? It did look like the Cosmos broadcast. It did look professional, right? It did look professional. It looked like the MSG days when they were on TV, right? On local TV or in regional TV, on regional TV. But now we're on a national streaming service, to where I would say that's better than Mycugio. And yeah, people might say Mycugio is national and people can watch it throughout the world and uh, people can watch it domestically. But I think it's all about the quality, right? When people see a better quality product on TV, I think more people are going to want to go watch it, are going to want to buy the jerseys, are going to want to be uh, invested with their time and invested with their hard-earned money if that's buying merchandise or buying tickets for me that's what i believe about the whole broadcasting and tv structure we can just look at the english premier league right if 10 20 years ago if that was on a very uh bad uh cameras and very bad technology well i don't think that many people would like the product but now it's in hd it's doing well it just looks a lot better right it looks great the picture's great the product's great the players are great everything's top class i'm not comparing the premier league to nisa but what i'm trying to say is that over time nisa has to make those proper investments right they have to make those investments on a broadcast streaming platform if that's their own or if that's what being sports right is this a launch pad for the league to possibly in the spring of 2021 announce a league-wide uh, broadcasting or a streaming deal would be in sports, would be in Sports Connect, and maybe a select amount of matches on their TV channel, their national TV channel. Keep in mind, being sports is not just a United States organization and a United States channel. It's throughout the world. It's worldwide. I'm not saying that NISA is going to be broadcasted across the world. But this is not a small network. This is a network that understands soccer, understands the sport, has the people, has the commentators that know what they're talking about and that bring this quality, right? So I think it's a win-win for Nisa, and I was excited about the product for the first match on and off the field, and I'm looking forward to the Cosmos match on Tuesday, September 22nd, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, you can catch that match on Bean Sports Extra. I'm going to watch it on Pluto TV. 
Uh, you can connect that through Roku TV. You can watch it on your computer, on your tablet, on your phone, download the app, or just find it within your browser. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very good uh, watching experience for me. And I hope uh, everyone listening, I hope uh, you guys uh, feel the same way when it comes to being sports because I think it's a real positive thing if you compare it to my Cugio. I think it's much better and and I think it's going to propel the league to bigger and better things ahead of the spring 2021 season, hopefully with more clubs and just more excitement around the league. I want to touch on two things, right? And before I do that, I want to give you my prediction on the Cosmos Fall Tournament. The Cosmos have three matches, and I just want to leave you with this when it comes to the the Fall Tournament. The Cosmos, throughout the regular season, we have not seen this type of Cosmos team before that doesn't finish out matches, that doesn't get the three points when they're winning the match, when they're in the lead. And I think we need to see the old Cosmos team during the reboot season when if they're down it's cardiac Cosmos we're trying to come back and we're trying to get the point or win the match or just do whatever it takes to win that's what the Cosmos stand for right is trying to be the best club on the field right with the best players and working hard every single day even though we are the Nero Cosmos even though we are this big brand you still need to work hard. You still need to have this consistency level for the full 90 minutes. The Cosmos can't have this consistency level or this uh, determination only for 20, 30 minutes in the first half. They have to have it for the full 90 minutes. And I think that's why the Cosmos are slipping up. Because I think to a certain extent... They believe, the Cosmos players, during the match, they believe we're better than our, our opposition. We have better players than they do. We have a much better owner, or we have more money, or, or we invested more in our team than Chattanooga. Than the, the, or maybe we invested more money in our team than Chattanooga, or Detroit, or California United Strikers, or, or LA Force. Those players will be right, but it's all about on the field, right? There are much worse teams that do beat better teams that spend more money, right? We see it in the English Premier League. Crystal Palace, they beat Manchester United. Manchester United is supposed to be this big team with Pogba and, and their and, and they have players on big money, right? But it's not about the money that you spend on your players. It's what you do on the field. And the Cosmos have to understand that. I hope Carlos Mendez and his coaching staff and the New York Cosmos players, I hope Danny Zatella as a captain is standing up and is stepping up and is going to uh, address the team and say, hey guys, if we don't win this, if we don't win these couple of games, we have three games. In the Nisa Fall Tournament, if we don't win these games, it's going to be a disappointment. It's going to be a failure of a season if we don't do good. Because our fans back home are expecting us to compete for a trophy. Are expecting us to lift a trophy, hopefully, next week. And if the Cosmos don't win, we're going to have another episode next week. If the Cosmos don't do good over the next two games on Tuesday and Friday, next week we are going to have some sort of debrief where we're going to talk about 
where did it go wrong, right? Where did it go wrong for the boys in green? What's next? Because that's the sad reality. After this week, after the two matches, we have a match on Monday if the Cosmos don't go far in the tournament. And and then the Cosmos season's over, right? Cosmos soccer is finished for the 2020 season. I'm not sure if Eric Stover or if the Cosmos have any matches planned, uh, depending on what happens. Are there some friendlies? I, I could be wrong. I'm not, I, I really don't think so. Uh, because of COVID-19 uh, in NISA, they do have their protocols in place. If the Cosmos were to play another team, it really doesn't matter what team, but they probably don't have that same infrastructure when it comes to testing and things like that. So if I, ha- if I had to take a guess, I, I think if the Cosmos don't uh, get out of their group in the NISA Fall Tournament, I think there will be no more uh, Cosmos matches for the season. I remember during Marco Senna's career with the New York Cosmos, I think it was um, I think it was after we won a championship. I could be wrong. But after that year, the New York Cosmos, they went to Spain, and we played uh, Villarreal, or they played Villarreal in a friendly. It was Marco Senna's testimonial, and he played uh, a half with either team, the New York Cosmos and Villarreal in Spain. I'm not saying that the Cosmos are going to do that type of traveling this year because of the pandemic. But what I am saying is that next week we're going to have that, I guess, catch-22 moment where we're saying, yes, the Cosmos uh, are going to get out of their group or either, oh no, the Cosmos, their season is about to be over and uh, what does the future hold for the boys in green uh, so that will be the conversation next week hopefully it's not the latter right hopefully it's not talking about the cosmos future hopefully it's um talking about more matches and more cosmos soccer on being sports extra so um two things before i get to my conversation with dr david kilpatrick there is a new league associated with the national independent soccer association that is called nisa nation and the official press release reads like this the national independent soccer association has proudly unveiled nisa nation a full year league providing amateur independent clubs a groundbreaking path to professional status nisa nation bridges success on the amateur affiliate level such as the Gulf Coast Premier League, the Midwest Premier League, and the Eastern Premier League, and more to come to a spot on the NISA Pro level. It is expected to activate in 2021. We have a quote from NISA Commissioner John Pruch. John Pruch says that NISA continues to lay the foundation for independent clubs to ensure the stability and sustainability of a truly open system. NISA has always been more than just a league, but an association of leagues linked together with a common cause. As the future unfolds, it will become evident that we are building an association that is here to stay. This is a result of numerous conversations with amateur clubs looking to play an extended season at a high level. This will serve as our incubator league for future NISA Pro Clubs, a potential home 
for NISA Pro Reserve Clubs as well as a place for NISA clubs to rehab before bouncing back to the pro level. NISA Nation will sit on top of our affiliates and more thoroughly define the path to professional soccer for all of our affiliates. So on paper, they are creating the National Independent Soccer Association. They are truly creating an association, a soccer association. They are creating their own pyramid of clubs and leagues that are already established within the United States Soccer Federation uh, system. But when you work out how this actually works, right? How does this actually make sense? It doesn't. The NISA Nation initiative does not make sense. And and this is something that I do want to bring up this Wednesday. I believe this Wednesday, the National Independent Soccer Association, they are going to have a NISA Media Day. So if John Pruch, the commissioner, or someone on behalf of the National Independent Soccer Association, or if someone that is representing NISA Nation, and if they are taking questions on this topic, I will ask this question is like, how does this work within the current structure, right? How does this work within the current structure? And I know there's going to be people out there saying, well, no, um, the PLS is one thing, but they're creating their own pro-rel structure. They're creating their own system for clubs to get to the higher level. And that's great, right? That's great. Uh, and I would love to see more of that. But that's on paper, right? On paper, this looks great. This looks like a success before it has ever kicked off. But when you work this out, it does not make sense. And and I hope, I really hope that NISA understands the true problems in grassroots soccer in the United States because if they don't then the league this whole NISA nation maybe even the professional league might be at risk for NISA to be successful for NISA nation to be successful let me just give you this example right let's just say according to their press release that a team from the Cosmopolitan Soccer League, that is the New York City uh, Amateur League, Soccer League, let's just say that one of their clubs gets promoted, right? They get promoted, they're in Nisa Nation, and then they get to be in the Pro League, uh, the proper top-tier National Independent Soccer Association Division One, a part of their structure, right? They're not Division One. When you look at the United States Soccer Federation, NISA is Division Three, but um, they're the only pro structure in their pyramid. And you can check out uh, the article on their website, nisaofficial.com. So when you look at their pyramid, you see the NISA Professional League as the pro league, the only pro league. And then you see amateur as in NISA Nation and their affiliates. So say that that CSL, that Cosmopolitan Soccer League club, gets promoted to NISA Nation. And, and then from NISA Nation, they're able to go up to the professional league. But now you're talking, and this is the problem. Now you're talking money, right? Now you're talking business. Will the NISA professional investors put up the money? 
Will they own a equity stake in any club that does get promoted from whatever league? Will the professional owners put a prize money up for the team that does get promoted? So when they get promoted, they have so much money to to help them out for this move. Is Nisa's goal to have regional play rather than national play? If that is true, then I think this might work. But the problem that we're always going to have is the PLS, is the professional league standards. Because even if Nisa does maybe get uh, TV money from being sports eventually, if that is a, a long-term plan of theirs to get TV money or prize money from sponsors or maybe the owners put up their six-figure sum every year and some of that goes to prize money for the lower division club. But that club getting promoted still has to meet the POLS. Will Rocco or will another owner assume 20-30% ownership? You know what I mean? Will the league own 20% of that club? So now we're talking business now. I think when people just want to talk about soccer, they just want to see leagues be more successful. But it comes down to business. And that's U.S. soccer. We have to work better at business. We have to be a better soccer business structure for on the field, for the product, for everything to be better, for our players to be better, and for us to to have the lower income kids for them to ever get to the top, right? You see what Jamie Vardy in the English Premier League, well, in the current setup in the United States, you would never see that because that player is never going to get to the highest level, right? Only if college scouts are there or Major League Soccer scouts see a great talent in college or when they have the NPSL showcase, those are probably the only times that professional clubs and professional scouts and just people in general have the chance to see the best talent out there. But if we have a system, right, that favors the best talent and that favors the best clubs, which is promotion and relegation, if that was to be implemented throughout the whole pyramid, you remove the professional league standards then I think you will see the best clubs and the best players rise to the top. But you're not seeing that at the moment, right? You're definitely not seeing that, and that's sad. So I do hope if anyone at NISA is listening to this podcast, um, please send us an email at firstteampod at gmail.com and please explain to us how will this work. And for sure, I will try to get someone on the show from the National Independent Soccer Association for this to be explained in a lot more detail because it does make sense, but we can't stop thinking and worrying about the professional league standards because they're there, and I think they always will be there unless uh, Rocco and the North American Soccer League uh, do win their lawsuit or do get a positive uh, judgment from that lawsuit because what is winning? right what is winning in my mind it's probably striking down the pls so um i will leave you with some news that i can't say too much about but it's something that once we do get the green light i will share more about so i will just leave it as that 
if I decide to talk a little bit more, I will include it in this week's episode. But it's something on the newer cosmos, um, something that's going on behind the scenes, and it's big news, right? It's really, 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 really big news if this does get out. Our source can't talk publicly at the moment, but once our source can come out and, and, and say what he has to say, I think um, everyone's going to be shocked. I think people within the National Independent Soccer Association, I think they're going to be very worried um, if they don't know about this news already. And I, I think they would just be worried about the response from the fans, right? Because this is supposed to be a professional league with professional people. And if fans understand that, and I think we all do, then this news will be really shocking. So once we have the green light from our source to go public, I will click the button. The article and numerous articles will go out on firstteampod.com. Like I said earlier, we are building a brand new site. And as you listen to this week's episode, we will have a brand new website out right when you're hearing this. So check it out. Uh, you can go on Twitter. We will have numerous articles coming out. Uh, like I said, we are increasing our content level, which is a great thing. More content, more interviews, more podcasts. And like I said, two episodes a week. One episode on Tuesday, which is the main episode. Me talking with a guest and just covering the news throughout uh, the past week and and the very limited news that we have early in the week to try to give you a very up-to-date podcast. And then on the Thursday of that week, you will have a second episode, which will be called First Team Podcast Extra Time. So two episodes this week, two episodes next week, and then in the third week, we will have our brand new show which will still be called first team podcast extra time but it is going to be coming with a spin and that spin is a guest co-host or if you want to call it a co-host on that episode so two episodes one on the monday recording and on tuesday it will be released and then on thursday you will have a uh, second episode so the first time on first team podcast that we will have a co-host that will be released uh, probably not this week but probably early next week so i'm really excited for that and i'm really looking forward to that because i think that will help uh, move and drive first team podcast to the next level and that's what we're here to do right we're here to give people a voice give fans a voice and we will have more of that on first team podcast on firstteampod.com so here is my conversation with new york cosmos club historian dr david kilpatrick the boys in green the new york cosmos uh they were going to uh participate in the nisa fall tournament this week uh they have two matches this week and one next monday uh let's just touch on uh this uh end of the regular season for Cosmos standards, I, I don't think it went uh, the way we wanted it to go, right? But I guess the Cosmos would say because of the pandemic and COVID-19, uh, they haven't had a proper preseason and things like that. And training was a bit weird because they had to train in smaller groups. So I guess the team chemistry is still be, uh, tr- trying to be played out, really. Um, but hopefully uh, there's much better performances in this uh, NISA fall tournament. 
Well, you know, I think the the biggest factor, to be honest with you, is really the the lack of the fan presence in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like you know, our, our last home game uh, there against Detroit City, um, you know, it was a nil nil battle, and uh, you know, th- we there were some. I don't know if you know this, but there was a you know a core group of supporters out in the parking lot, way mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. dark, beyond well beyond the the track, you know, beating the drums and yeah. and carrying the spirit on, but. You know, there's nothing like, you know, the support of Cosmos Country to really push us. So in terms of, you know, the whole uh, kind of tradition of the cardiac Cosmos, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, that, a lot of that is, is I think, down to, uh, you know, the, the fan support, certainly with the home games, at least, you know, and even just the atmosphere that even rival fans and their hatred can help generate, you know. Um, obviously, um, the the game down in Chattanooga, um they they pulled off the kind of magic trick that you would expect us to trick. I saw, it. I can't remember who it was said something about uh, the rabbit we used to pull out of the hat uh, bit us in the hand. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember who said that quote, but it, I thought it was just so brilliant at the time. And of course, I like to think of the rabbit and uh, Bugs Bunny with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, you know, obviously that that winning goal for Chattanooga was one heck of a galazzo. You know, you kind of just throw your hands up and. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to getting some revenge Friday. <laughs> you know, I really yeah, want revenge yeah. on Chattanooga for that. Yeah, and when you go down that list of uh, during the reboot season, those Cardiac Cosmos moments, uh, you can never forget those. Um, but do you really believe it's the 12 man, right? And now we don't have the fans yeah, I, I really... in the stadium uh, because of COVID-19. And uh, I do want to pick your brain on this, like um, – do you think we will see fans returning back to the stadium? Because we do see some uh, events going on throughout the country that do have a limited capacity. Um, do you think maybe NISA in 2021 or soccer in general uh, might see a very limited amount of fans if things go well uh, over the winter period? Uh, yeah, the, the, there's a lot of factors that would have to come together for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really, really proud of uh, how cautious everyone within the organization has been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, really great medical partner uh, helping uh, guide us through the way. And, uh, you know, um, you, you, you've got to be really, really safe. Yeah. And you, you, you can't make any mistakes, right? Nassau University Medical Center, um, it, you know, just really great partners. Um, you know, it, it, you know, the, Obviously, you know, we've got to be so very careful uh, in the hospital for special surgery. You know, we've got great medical partners for the club um, that, that we've been really relying on. That's my understanding, you know, and in terms of who's been really directing these things. I'm not involved in that mm-hmm. um, in any day-to-day basis. Um, but if you, can, if you could even imagine what it means for professional athletes to have to protect themselves and the kind of bubble that they have to operate in. So... Mm-hmm. You know, home games can't really feel like home games. And, and you know, trying to move forward in this type of environment, again, everybody's being so cautious. God forbid, God forbid uh, anyone on Carlos Mendes's staff or any of these players wearing our badge, uh, something happens to them because of some slip-up or some kind of mm-hmm. uh, things being, you know, uh, you know, just kind of... Uh, reckless and you know I, I don't know if you saw you know our friends St. Pauli had one heck of a game today in in the Bundesliga's Vi 
And there were some fan, Bochum fans in the crowd. I think they had like 5,000 at that. And a lot of them weren't wearing masks, you know. And uh, as you know, John, I, you know, I spent this weekend at, uh, at a um, coaching course all weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, taking a lot of, you know, just kind of trying to refresh myself with the latest methodologies and stay as up to date as possible. And um, you see things all over the place. Uh, I, I was responsible for the uh, return to play to co- co- protocols for the American Youth Soccer Organization in the Northeast. We had to have really our own here in the Northeast because, you know, nationwide protocols really just don't, you know, it's it's too awkward to fit. So, you know, within AYSO's perspective, all the thousands of kids in the Northeast, you know, we had to try to make them align with what school districts are trying to do. You don't want the the soccer pitch to be less safe than the classroom. Uh, but even with that, you know, uh, uh, you know, my daughter's a senior at Dobbs Ferry. And uh, depending on the grade, whether you're going into the class, whether you're not, one district to another, um, things are really kind of all over the place. So I think in terms of professional sports leagues, you, you can't be cautious enough in all honesty because you're really talking about life and death matters here. Um, obviously, you know, as you know, I'm also a professor at Mercy College. And so, you know, trying to make sure everything is as safe as possible. Um, and, you know, let's face it, not everybody is as cautious as they should be. Um, around the whole area. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Geisterspiel, as those Germans call it, right, the ghost games. There's something kind of eerie. And and uh, obviously, you know, for fans, you know, like like you said, it's the 12th man, right, that mm-hmm. is such an important factor. But, um, you know, I, I know a lot of fans have been really frustrated with some of the results this year. Mm-hmm. And my honest, my honest opinion is just that, well, you know, you're not able to be there. They're not able to feed off your energy. And I'm yeah, just so grateful yeah. to be able to watch a Cosmos match, you know, at, yeah. that, you know, my expectations are a little more, um, I don't want to say realistic, but, you know, um, you know, every team's trying to compete. And this is a new league and a new league starting up in really, really strange circumstances. So uh, without a, a vaccine that's really reliable, um, my own personal opinion is I, I don't really see uh, fans coming back anytime soon. Um, but, I, you know, that's not being pessimistic. Yeah. That's just trying to be cautious. And uh, yeah. as cautious as I am, I know, um, again, you know, you know, Eric Stover, he's been on your show many times. Mm-hmm. The, the One of the reasons, you know, I, I'd walk into a burning building for that guy because he's not just a leader. He's an ethical leader. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's there on the ground. Um, and of course, Carlos Mendez is, you know, too, like, you know, people with character like that, uh, you know, it's, it's rare, it's rare. And, uh, so they're going to err on the side of caution and they want to keep the team safe. They want to keep the staff safe. They want to keep first and foremost, the fans safe. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. It, it's tough. I know. And I think at this point we're kind of all. You know, a lot of people are just, they've had enough. They've gone stir crazy and gosh darn it, I want to get out and play. You know, as, as the school teams are starting to return back the pitch and uh, youth programs, I think, you know, WYSL, I think they returned to play in Westchester this weekend. And, um, you know, <laughs> this weekend at that coaching course, we didn't have any youth players. And I think that was the right call. Uh, but, you know, the facility where we were at, you know, there was a big tournament and, uh, I don't know that, it, that all those players and their fans are really abiding by social distancing as best as you can try to control that in a facility. You know, 
gosh, I, you know, you walk into a Walmart, somebody can be handed their own mask, but five yards later, they're taking it off. So um, how can you control behavior and keep it safe at a stadium right now? I just, I, I almost can't even really see it in the immediate future, you know? So mm-hmm. even for spring 2021, I don't know, maybe, yeah. but I would honestly, I'd ha- my, if you had to ask me, I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for fall 2021. But again, I, like I said, I'm not privy to any of those discussions. I don't know what they're really thinking. Um, I know Chattanooga, you know, they had some fans there. I think that was, you know, their first home professional game in front of fans, right? Um, so, but again, you know, the situation in Tennessee is not the same as the situation here in New York. And um, boy, we've all suffered, haven't we, John? I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you've, you've lost friends or at least had friends who've gotten sick and, yeah, yeah. and uh, knock wood, you know, I just hope you and everybody else listening on this, just please stay safe, stay safe yeah. and be assured. Um, you know, be assured the Cosmos are staying as safe as possible. Yeah, and just to add some context, uh, the New York Cosmos, they do have some great medical partners. Uh, the Cosmos, they do have their uh, contact tracing in place, right? So if a player does uh, come into contact yeah. with the virus, uh, they're going to know who they came into contact with, and then uh, that process will will uh, work its way out. Uh, but uh, a couple more questions here, David. Uh, the Cosmos, they are playing two matches this week. The first one is on Tuesday, September 22nd, which is tomorrow. And when you guys are listening to this week's episode, it is tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time at Keyword <laughs> Stadium, right? All of the matches are played in uh, the host stadium that is Keyworth in Michigan. Uh, so... What are your thoughts going into this tournament? It's only uh, three matches, two this week, and the third one is on Monday, uh, September 28th against the LA Force. Like you mentioned, uh, against Chattanooga FC, you want that revenge. Uh, so the Cosmos can't make oh, yeah. any mistakes here. Uh, we have to get some decent results here. Yeah, you know, uh, two relatively unfamiliar foes, and then one, you know, we just need some revenge on for that that recent uh frustrating loss um you know and and again obviously against chattanooga you know some missed opportunities come back to really kill you when there's just a really brilliant stroke of luck uh well not that was that was great talented strike you know it is what it is and everybody's playing to win and it was the first time chattanooga ever beat us um may it be the last but you know california united that that's you know they've been around for a couple years now and Mm -hmm. and uh i'm I'm nervous about the game tomorrow night i'm Mm -hmm. very nervous about the game tomorrow night um, I'm sure Carlos and his staff have, have studied a lot of game film and, uh, we'll, we'll have a really great, uh, match plan to, to execute. Um, but you know, this, this is not going to be an easy task. Um, and LA force too. I really, you know, honestly, uh, don't know, uh, an awful lot about them other than, you know, they had a, um, a pretty good, uh, run in the West coast, you know, so we're, you know, we're talking about, you know, teams that were at the top of that table out there in the west coast and uh you know so you know both la and california united they're they're not coming to just roll over for north america's most fabled soccer club right Mm -hmm. every time anybody plays the cosmos it doesn't matter who it is they want to beat the cosmos right yeah you know talk about having a target on your back you know there's no target like that badge on their chest in terms of you know, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, they 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 want to be able to say that they did whatever against the New York Cosmos. So, yeah, you know, everybody's got to be up for it um, in a tournament with this kind of 
uh, scenario. Like, you know, you said three games. I'm trying to think of it as five, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, hopefully. I'm, I'm keeping all those dates scheduled, you know, uh, bracketed off uh, mm. in that, you know, in terms of the set. I mean, in the final, uh, my schedule. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, it, it's nice that at least one of the three games in this opening round is against somebody where you got a little extra motivation to uh, get that that immediate revenge from just you know, you know very recently. Um, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see those other teams we play through the year and how they do in that bracket too. Mm-hmm. And you know, assuming we can get out of this, you know, who who would we face out of that bracket and how this is all going to play? I think it's going to be a really exciting two weeks here. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think the key to this is that we're playing two West Coast clubs here, two West Coast teams, uh, California United uh, tomorrow night, which is tonight as you are listening to this episode, uh, and uh, LA Force on Monday, September 28th, and the clubs on the West Coast, I think they only play two matches, I believe, uh, with the Cosmos playing four, so I guess uh, when you look at it that way, I guess we have the upper hand, but maybe they have more rest and and, and they have more time to train and to work together as a team. Yeah, I know that, you know, there was there was also, I'm still a little bit confused because I wasn't really following the whole scenario in the West. Yeah. So I understand even like you know, a, a game that was played didn't count in the standings or, you know, I haven't exactly been able to get my head around that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, this is this is a, a, a really um, good team. You know, um, you know, Don Ebert's been around for, for quite a while. Um you know, indoor soccer fans are going to remember him. Um, and, you know, in 1980, he was on the Cosmos roster. Um, so, uh, you know, he didn't get any league minutes with us or whatever. But, you know, and then he, he went on with the Steamers and the L.A. Lasers. And, you know, we had some, you know, some Cosmos were playing for the L.A. Lasers, too, you know. Uh, yeah. Rick Davis, uh, Earhart Cap, they went out there. So, um, you know, he, he, you know, Don Ebert knows the Cosmos, right? Um, don't forget, he was, he was the first-round pick in 1980. Right. So um, he's going to have extra incentive to to try and uh, motivate his team to um, to really be up for this game. Right. So and, and I don't know how many fans are aware of that. Right. But, you know, so we're talking about, a you know, a former Cosmos player running that California United United squad. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the old legends, I mean, this, you know, they, they know this guy. You know what I mean? Um, he, he's, you know, once once Cosmos, always Cosmos. Um, but uh you know, once the referee blows his whistle, you know, we want to win. And, uh, but, you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he, he played with the best and, uh, under the best. He's clearly learned a lot. He's got a lot out of this, uh, this team and, uh, we can't take anything for granted. Yeah. And talking about winning, David, uh, what are your predictions for the two groups here? Who do you think is going to make it to the two semifinals? Of course, the New York Cosmos have to be involved in one, right? Um, and then yeah. your championship match. Well, um, you know the 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 first place uh, winner in Group A plays the second place B. First place mm-hmm. B plays plays uh, plays two. Um, for all the hype about moves with the Oakland Roots, uh, um, I, I I don't expect too much from them. Um, and you know we know New Amsterdam really not even sure how they're gonna. Uh, play out there in terms of personnel. Uh, you know, I, as I think you know, as I said before, you know, I'm familiar with some of the the players there. Um, I know we're kind of cultivating a little bit of a of a rivalry, but uh, you know, I honestly, um, 
you know, I, I'm I'm really uh, expecting ourselves uh, to win. Um, that's that's what I always expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is success from us. So um, I'm hoping and expecting to get get through that. Um, again, as we speak, uh, could we have an upset in the making there with that uh, local derby? You know, to open this tournament between Detroit and Michigan. Um, but you know, I, I honestly, um, it would be really fun to see us play Detroit in the final, wouldn't it? That that's kind of like my dream matchup for yeah, the final. Yeah. Um, if you could play it that way, I, I'd love to. I'd love to beat Detroit in the final. I'd really, really dig that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Cosmos, we are. How about are- you? Yeah, we're going on to that drought of not winning any silverware, so I'm getting somewhat nervous about that uh, for the boys in green. Are you or? Oh well, you know, uh, isn't that it too? With you know, we 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 haven't gone too many seasons without a trophy yeah. uh, in all of our history, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much every day I get a little upset about the loss to Miami. Yeah, you know, honestly, or San Francisco in the, in the North I, American I, Soccer League, the final season there. Oh, what Giovanni yeah, Severi say? Yeah, yeah, we don't want to. wound there, John. Like we don't want to go back in the history books. Now we're gonna start crying. Um, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's just it. It's like you know, come on, two finals. We got, we got to get this thing done. Um, but again, it's it's a year like no other. I mm-hmm. mean, um, any any joy we can get out of 2020, we got to take it. So let's yeah. let's hopefully seize that. Yeah, seize the opportunity. Yeah, and lastly, here, David, what you were talking about earlier about how the Cosmos always have a target on our back. Uh, smaller clubs, right, their target is if they win a championship and, and they're trying to defend it. But the New York Cosmos, for haters or just for our listeners out there, every single day the Cosmos have that target because of our brand and the club that we are today, thanks to our history. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. lots of people hate us for lots of different reasons, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is kind of, you know, almost ironic in a way i guess you could say in in that um a lot of what we're about right now is trying to open things up for everybody uh and and make the it improve soccer in this country not just for ourselves but for everyone right um i think you know nisa is, is trying to go about things in the right way and i think you you probably heard about the initiative uh you know they opened up uh last week um mm-hmm. you know people are gonna people are gonna you know start taking notice of what's going on this you know this tournament being uh broadcast by bn sports that's that's really yeah, huge yeah. um it's going to give a lot more people an opportunity to see the the high quality players out there and you know i believe this really firmly there's no shortage of great talent mostly undiscovered that are outside of um, outside of those two narrow um, opportunities there are for American soccer players, right? It, this this gives more players more opportunities, more fans, more communities. It's not, not just about being the big bad Cosmos and trying to just uh, change things for our own benefit. It's really for everybody. So, you know, my honest opinion is if you want what's best for U.S. soccer, you know, you, maybe you can hate us, but you got to have a little side to you that acknowledges what we've accomplished in the past, our great history, mm-hmm. the great players that have played for us, and also what we're trying to accomplish right now. Yeah, yeah. I know the players on this team, you know, still, again, they've got, you know, a, a captain who's won a lot of trophies with us too. And he, he grew up with, with love for this club and he knows what it means. And we got a captain and Danny Zatella who, who, you know, he, he bleeds green, you know, and, and, uh, you know, all the players know that and all the players want, want to, 
continue that great tradition. Great tradition. They want to carry on that legacy. And uh, yeah, I think everybody wants this uh, trophy drought to to end right now. These next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I hope the Cosmos players they do understand that that uh, there's a lot riding on this uh, next couple of weeks or so, uh, about a week or two yeah. uh, in Michigan. Uh, for this uh, fall championship. So thanks, David, for coming on, uh, looking ahead to the next couple of matches this week, and uh, I guess that's going to your Cosmos. Yeah, thanks so much, John. Always great talking to you, and yeah, let's go Cosmos. Thanks to David Kilpatrick for coming on this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I really do appreciate it. You can follow First Team Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, at First Team Pod. Like I said, we will have a brand new website coming out this week. That website is firstteampod.com, firstteampod.com. If you want to send in a question or just join the discussion um, on this week's episode, you can email the show, and that email is firstteampod at gmail.com, and I will read out your email on next week's episode. Uh, That is next Tuesday's episode. Uh, And that's when I will be uh, responding to our listeners because the second episode on each week is uh, for the next two weeks is going to be with a special guest. So just extra content for our listeners. So um, but that content and that conversation will be in tune with what's going on within U.S. soccer. But I think you guys will be really excited about what I have in store for first team podcast extra time long term. Right or mid to long term, uh, after the NISA fall tournament, we will go to a brand new schedule. Like I said, Tuesday, the normal episode, like what you are listening to now. And then on Thursdays, we will have a guest co-host on First Team Podcast Extra Time. That will be a set schedule, and we will have a very interesting um topic range and very interesting conversations going on that episode so first team podcast the brand first team podcast is growing and i'm glad that you guys are joining us on the ride about four or five years into this been doing this since the nasl days the modern day nasl days for the new york cosmos uh and hopefully we will be around to see the new york cosmos have their own home, right? Have their own stadium and just find a long-term league. And I think before we see that, I think we're going to see um, or, or we have to see U.S. soccer be more successful and just take everything seriously, right? That's the key. If we take everything seriously in U.S. soccer, if the Federation cares for the whole game and cares for the growth of the game and looks at all leagues as partners then I think we will have a better product on and off the field. If they don't do that, then sadly, I guess we will be stuck with what we currently have. But I hope, I really hope that NISA, they do grow their um, infrastructure to something that we could be proud of. And hopefully it will be a true pyramid top to bottom that the grassroots club that has very limited funding can one day play in NISA and have the greater revenues because they played and they won the matches, right? Not just because their owner owns 30, I think 34, 35% and he's a millionaire, right? He has 
$10 million net worth or $20 net worth. We don't want that, right? We don't want that in the game. We don't want this to be a rich man's sport. I know professional soccer, to a certain extent, has to be that. But there are smaller clubs, and then there are bigger clubs. So I think in Nisa, I think we're going to see more smaller to big clubs. Um, but that's a good thing. But we just need the grassroots clubs to have a chance to be at the top. I think that's what we're all fighting for here at First Team Podcast and throughout the U.S. Soccer Pyramid. There are people on Twitter that argue and tweet about this all day long. But I think it starts with NISA because we can't argue against the Federation all day long. We have to make our product, our our league, the best it could be um, before we can argue, I guess, with the federation because no one's going to listen to little all john so um no one's going to listen to me on my own right that's why you need nisa with big money guys and girls putting the money where the mouth is and um showing people how it's done so i think nisa does have a trick up its sleeve and i would like to know what that trick is so i will be uh, searching and digging for that um because i do want to know more behind-the-scenes uh, thought process behind Nisa Nation. Uh, hopefully, I will be able to provide more content from Nisa Media Day. That is this Wednesday. Um, if there are some juicy and some interesting uh, interviews or things like that, I will try to record them. If I can't, uh, we will have some content on our website, firstteampod.com. But please keep it locked on social media. Twitter, Facebook, at First Team Pod. And like I said, brand new website, firstteampod.com. We will have an increased content level there. And please email the show if you want to join the discussion. Thanks again. First Team Podcast is growing. So if you have any ideas, if you want to join First Team Pod and have your opinions shared online, please send us an email as well. So if any Cosmos players are listening to this week's episode, Please get the job done in Michigan. Please do. Please do. Because I don't want to have a drought going on for another year. A, a silverware drought going on for the New York Cosmos. I don't want to see that. That will make me really nervous. Uh, because I do want to see more trophies being lifted. More trophies putting into the trophy case uh, out at uh, Mitchell Complex in Long Island. So... Uh, please, New York Cosmos, please get the job done in the NISA Fall Tournament. So that's all for me here on this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it on a brand new microphone, better content level, and thanks again to David Kilpatrick. And uh, I will be back on Thursday, and I will be talking to a husband and wife duo that own New Jersey Teamsters FC. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, they have a We Funder campaign going on that will debut uh, for the general public. I believe it is live at the moment for VIP investors, which is their friends and family. And, and I guess there's people that they invited to that round of fundraising. But on Friday, and that's why we will have a brand new episode out on Thursday. Uh, because I want to pick their brains. I want to uh, understand the thought process behind it. They have officially joined NISA, right? So if they have met the PLS, um, 
I guess, why do they need more money? So we will see where that money is going to and and what their club is all about. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. As always, that's going to New York Cosmos, and I will be back on Thursday of this week. Best of luck, New York Cosmos.